Hey, we're back, and today we're talking about Robbie's favorite subject, drywall <laughs> or sheetrock or, oh, we're going to call it wall board or wall coverings. How's that? Wall covering, yes. Right after this. Here I come to save the day. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. And now we're going to talk about drywall. But before we do that, click that bell, subscribe, and uh, leave a comment below. Let us know, is it sheetrock, is it drywall, is it wall coverings, is it wallboard? What do you yeah. put on the wall? What do you call it? Don't know. You know right. what? We figured out as across the country, they call it different stuff. So let us, Absolutely. Know what, <laughs> let us know what you call. Just leave a comment below. And to get started off here, wall coverings, wallboard, is it plaster? Well, Where do we really well, want to start We did that with? because... I, it, Drywall is sort of drywall or sheetrock, you know, the standard thing. It's not really what I want to do the whole show on. Okay. okay. So wanted to try and call it wall covering because where do you use the products? Where's the right place to use each of these products that are available? Got it. So let's just start out real quick with a couple of things. Uh, photographs, some of them came from high, fine home building. Some are just lifted off the internet from different manufacturers, websites, um, and every manufacturer may have a slightly different name for each of these products than what we're accustomed to calling them. So if we're talking about a place or a usage, just check the labels and check thoroughly. Uh, or, you know, you can always drop an email at, you know, rich at mightyhouse.net or yeah. ron at mightyhouse.net. No. Yeah, no. And we'll, we'll get you squared away. <laughs> but let's start with just simply what is drywall? And drywall actually was a product after World War II that was developed because when all the GIs came home and they had to build all these houses quick, right. you couldn't really be doing metal lath or wood lath and traditional, uh, traditional uh, coat plaster, plaster and then a, and then a, their plaster and lime coat. It yeah. just was too labor intensive and too costly. So somebody came up with the idea to sandwich gypsum, which is a, a naturally occurring element. It's probably one of the most common. Uh, you know, rocks on earth, yep. you sandwich that in paper and boom, you can just slap it up on the wall, tape the joints and throw on paint. So yep. it was a great way to do it. Yeah. That's, it, Typical. It goes a lot faster. Um, mm -hmm. And the, my house, it was built in 43 and it has, okay. it has drywall. So, it, so it, you were right on the cusp of it then. I mean, that's pretty much was the beginning of it. Yeah. Well, my house was built it, it's, you know, as, as originally for the Navy, the guys returning from the Navy, it was a Navy base uh, housing area. It's when, when okay, they, well, then. It, so that, that's where it all makes, came from. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yep. So this is a cross-section view of drywall. So drywall is available in a number of thicknesses for different uses, but the majority of the time it's going to have a beveled edge on it. And that beveled edge is for embedding the tape coat for finishing. So that way your wall ends up flush so you always want to try to have those two meet somewhere in the middle of your wall so that you don't have a bulge where the tape cover is. Where it just goes, so it's like, like a big hump in there. Yeah. That's when you can so tell the So that's tape basically it. Um, so we'll just look at different types of drywall and typical drywall that you'd find, the white paper face drywall. That's good for dry locations. All right, so your you know your living room, your great room, your hallways, your bedrooms—they'll typically have a standard drywall on the walls and ceilings. Yep. Um, but then you want to go because it's available in a number of different thicknesses. That might be your next confusing part. So when you see half-inch drywall, 
it's obviously less expensive than five eighths drywall. It's well, half inches, yeah, half inch drywall is perfectly great for half in, for studs on sixteen inch centers, mm -hmm. ceiling joists that are on sixteen inch centers, or rafters on sixteen inch centers if you're doing a vaulted ceiling or something. Um, but five eighths is definitely needed for anything on a twenty four inch center. So if you have a truss roof or a truss ceiling assembly, then you could put five eighths drywall on that. And you can still use half inch on the walls because it, it the pressure is different, right? It's not going to sag. It's against the wall. Right. So you can use a mix of the two, but make sure you know what your, your ceiling joist or what your span is prior to purchasing your, your covering. Right. And then there's, there, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of you, the sound deadening for five eighths is better over half inch too. So between bedrooms and stuff, you may want to use five eighths over a half inch, just so it, built, it has a uh, more solid wall assembly and you have less chance of that sound transmission between, between well, rooms. And it's and stiffer. You, right. So it's definitely better on walls so that you, you, know, you have more structure there. So it'll make a stiffer wall. Um, but again, if it's a cost issue, right? So sure. if a half inch drywall is still less expensive than five eighths. So typically you'll see half inch on most places. Correct. An overlooked one that you might not see often in the store, but is available at most box stores is quarter inch drywall. Now, quarter inch drywall has no real purpose for spanning <laughs> structure or sheeting walls, no. except for a couple of circumstances. Um, we use it all the time. I did up north remodeling, especially if we had old plaster walls where the line was in really bad condition. Yeah. Um, we could actually redo the electric you know, by cutting channels in the walls. And when we get contact cement and you'd put that on the wall, the back of the board, and you could put a quarter inch drywall and we would laminate it all. And that didn't build the wall out too far so that your, your plaster rings and cover plates and things like that would actually still work. It didn't build out door jams too far. So you didn't need much in the way of a jam extension to recase the doors. Right. Um, and it's especially great if you've got lead-based paint on walls uh, because now you're encapsulating it. So instead of disturbing that lead-based paint, you just encapsulate it by going over it and now it's safe. Yeah. So a lot of reasons for it. And the picture there is obviously is great for curved walls. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you soak it down a little bit and you know, you have your, your back or your studs in a curve, you can actually start pushing it in there and usually requires two layers and you stagger your joints so that you're not all in the same place. And you can make a pretty good curved wall using two layers of quarter inch drywall. So yep. that's predominantly what it's used for. Uh, remodeling and then curves, but it works quite well. It, it breaks real easy. You have to be a little more careful with it. You know, uh, you try carrying the stuff by yourself sometimes in a strong wind, it'll just snap right around you. I've had that happen before. So yeah, um, it, you it got, always you, looks good on the roof of the Honda Civic. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Flying down the road. Uh-huh. Just snapping off. Right. So. So yeah, and we do the same stuff with the quarter inch. It's just it's we use it in older homes just to go over a wall, um, mm -hmm. and, you, and a lot of times you can leave the casing on the windows and doors and your baseboard on there because it doesn't build up that much. So you can yeah, you just go around it and you just caulk it to your your trim. You can caulk it in, but they also make plastic J beads that you know they make a tape in J that mm -hmm. you has a little raised edge, so it finishes the edge of that, and then you mud right across that, and it gives you a solid edge, something you can caulk to. So quarter inch drywall definitely has its place. You know, yeah. you just I wouldn't try to build a new house with it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not at Except all. Except for the curved stairwell. So then you, just take a step. So 
some confusion in 5-8 drywall. You have 5-8 sound, you have 5-8 structural drywall, mm -hmm. and then you have 5-8 type X drywall. Right. And the type X is typically a fire rated drywall. So that's common on the wall between your garage and your house. So you get a fire rated assembly. Um, in a lot of places, commercial buildings is required everywhere. Um, so it's nothing wrong with it. It's a little denser. Mm -hmm. It has some fiberglass in it and it's fire resistant. So again, you can use it for ceilings everywhere, but it's not needed. So you're better but, off going with the 5-8 structural. So they, around here, if we use uh, a TGI or any kind of engineered lumber, and we're not using solid mm -hmm. lumber, they make us put 5-8s on, on the ceilings and walls to, to, do, uh, to carry that because fire getting to those, will, they'll break down a lot faster than a, than a full, okay. full uh, structural member of, of a solid wood. Right. So um, you may watch out when you go to do these, and they may require 5-8s. Same thing in your garage, uh, garage ceilings, garage walls, at least around here, they require that because it's got a mm -hmm. one hour burn. So uh, right. if fire gets started, it takes an hour technically to get through it. Um, whereas right. And again, if fire department, right, fire department get there in a few minutes, then that hour, you know, obviously the fire can be extinguished before it penetrates. Right. It helps contain so. the fire. Exactly. So, so it's a good product that way. And they do make a, so, a, a half inch. X rated too, but I, I don't remember the, uh, the the rated burn on that for how long it lasts. But I've actually never seen that. Yeah, they they have half inch not, type X. Yep, yeah, they do. They have it around here. So because uh, you're heading to my next little bullet point, but I've seen it at one inch. Really, and I haven't seen one inch. I yeah. Don't, I don't so in city of Chicago, we had uh, when you were sheathing the exterior walls, they wanted one hour rating on exterior walls because you know the Great Chicago Fire. Sure. So we were literally we would be end up putting uh, one inch thick drywall on the exterior walls as exterior wall sheathing to give me that wall assembly rating between two homes. Right. So, you know, check your codes, but most anything's available. You just have to order it. Right. Um, if you've never seen drywall get made before, I know there's a lot of good videos on YouTube for that. Um, it's pretty amazing because they make it in one sheet, quarter mile long, <laughs> you know, and then it's pretty much always 48 or 54 inches wide. Mm-hmm which why would you have 54 inch wide drywall? So if you have a nine foot ceiling, there it is. There it is. you have one seam in the middle, right? You know, you use four, four by eight sheets or 40, 48 inch, four foot sheets. You got a nine foot ceiling, you got a one inch, one foot rip in the middle. Right. And I got two joints to, to deal with and you can only have the bevel on one of them. Yes. Correct. So somewhere you end up with a lump in the wall. So again, 54 inch drywall is, is a great way to go for the, the width of it. So if you don't have that, check with a, a supplier other than a box store and they can usually special order it. And it's not more expensive for being special order. It's more expensive because it's wider and on the same length. Right. And if you have a nine foot ceiling, where do you put that extra piece? You put it in the middle where it's easy to tape. You put it on the top. Now you're running two, two extra seams at the, at the ceiling which can mess up right. the crown. And you definitely don't want to put it at the bottom because then you're bending over the whole time to tape all that in. So. Right. So typically it goes in the middle. And then, I mean, getting in a drywall hanging, it's just like your kitchen. You know, if you've got an eight foot ceiling and you're doing a new kitchen, it's nice to put a two foot rip at the bottom and a two foot rip at the top and put a four foot sheet through the middle. Right. Because now your, your whole backsplash has no joint in it. 
-hmm. It's just flat wall. And the cabinets are going to cover the other two joints typically. So if you put a little thought behind the process, you can actually make your life easy. And you may only have to do an, a bed coat, just put the tape in a coat of mud, but you don't have to finish it because you're never going to see it. Right. So not a bad way to cheat. No, that, that's a good one. I like that. There, there's Rich's so, tip of the day right there. Yeah. <laughs> Ever done that on a kitchen remodel? No. Man, I used to do that all the time just to get out. And plus, when you go to do tile, you don't have that, right. no, that you gotta, hump in the wall or anything. It's all flat. Right. No, that's, so, that's pretty cool. That so might be happening on you, my next kitchen job. So There you go. Give it a try. Yeah. So, and you already talked about a sound deadening. So, you got Quiet Rock there. So it's, like I said, there's all these manufacturers all have their own brands or own names for similar products, but the quiet rock is a, I think it's just actually a less dense mix so that the vibration can't go through it. Um, and typically it's a little lighter because that's now the new big thing. They're putting some, you know, more air bubbles in it, whatever. So the dry, the drywall doesn't weigh what it used to. Right. Cause that was always one of the problems working with it. You know, it's just plain heavy. I think we but have yeah, a quiet rock engineer. is a sound deadening material. I think the, we have a sound more, engineer standing around here somewhere. Yeah. The more dense the material, the faster and, and um, the faster the sound travels through. And what we've always had in, um, in audio school is essentially a piece of uh, drywall is its own speaker because it's the entire mm -hmm. piece that's vibrating. So wow. if you've got something loud behind it, yeah. it's, it might as well be another speaker because it's literally a big piece of just uh, something. It. Yep, just pushing the air inside the next room. Right. So having those yeah. extra holes in there actually breaks up the sound and allows it to, uh, uh, to dissipate through the actual material. Yeah, and I always thought it was a bunch of hooey that Oh, quiet rock. I mean, that's a you know, forget it. It's not going to make much of a difference. But we ended up using it on a job once, and it did make a big difference. Yeah, and it's actually the insulation that will cut down your um, your sound more than your than your uh, the drywall. Your drywall or right. wall or whatever you want to call it. Right. Well, we've done soundproofing assemblies where that's what they make a hat channel for. So your studs may go vertically. You put hat channels horizontally, and then you screw the drywall to the hat channel. Mm -hmm. And what you've done is you've reduced the amount of contact the wall board has with the wall assembly. Exactly. So now it can't vibrate as much. It has less to pick up on. Right. So if you do that and the quiet rock, you end up with a, a pretty good sound deadened wall, um, which is obviously great on, you know, uh, any kind of multifamily, yes. but it also comes into play. You know, if you got a master next to a great room and you don't want to hear the TV all night, then <laughs> do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and rock wool in the, in the walls too helps, you know, so there's, there's a Absolutely. bunch of ways to do that. And maybe that'll be a separate episode. We could do yeah. some time on sound, sound transmission coefficients. Right. Yeah. Ron did a fantastic yeah. job making my, uh, my soundproofing. <laughs> it's still in there. Oh, excellent. It's great. Cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the last like last interior drywall or dry location is the way I'd like to say it instead of talking about drywall, but they make the foil back drywall and foil back drywall is great for a couple of things. It gives you a bit of a radiant barrier. So depending on where your home's located, it works that well for that, but also works as a vapor barrier. Okay. So it can be used, you know, below grade or basements, whatever, where you have a non-organic sheet on the backside that then also acts as your vapor barrier so that you don't get moisture just passing through all the time. Okay. So Would that work good on, uh, but, on ceilings? Like if you did a five eighths with that foil back and you put that on the ceiling to help kick that heat back up and keep it out of the, uh, out of the living space. It's, 
It would, but the problem you run into is I would do that if I had a flat roof assembly above. Right. But if you have any kind of gable or roof, then you don't want to put insulation on top of that because then you're constantly heating the insulation or you're, you're blocking radiant. So that would be better used for, say, a cathedral ceiling. Got it. You know, where you then it would become a radiant barrier in a cathedral assembly. Right. So again, it, a lot of thought goes into all this stuff. That's why there's so many products out there. And choosing the right product is not just done by price. It's definitely where it's going to go. And when we build houses, we'll have, we can have four or five different types of wallboard Mm-hmm. on a job for different locations it's not just hey let's bring in the half inch sheetrock <laughs> yeah you know? so yeah yeah it's just like you know it's like i said code dictates some of it location dictates some of it um and up to this point we discuss mostly dry location wall coverings right it's all dry so i think yeah it's so i think the uh the next next episode for this we'll talk about wet locations and what wall boards and wall coverings should be used on a in a damp or wet location Wait, or exterior for that matter. What's that? Wet, wet drywall? Wet drywall, yeah. Wait a minute. Wet location yes. drywall. Oh, okay. Is exactly yes. what it wet is. Yes, wet location drywall or wet drywall. <laughs> wet wall. <laughs> yeah, so you can, we can uh, talk a little bit more about that on the next episode. We've got a picture. Don't we have a mm-hmm. teaser? What, like, yeah, yeah. I think, just, no, not that one. That one. Why that is one. it green? Why is it blue? What, what does that mean? You want to stay tuned and tune in next week, and you'll find out exactly why. So until then, keep it square and level. Until next time. Until next time. (laughs) I had to think about it. I wasn't sure. I took it slow. That's why we were going to write it down. Yeah. No, we need to put it on the wall behind you. That says, hey, dumbass. You seem like you had a mental block. Here's how to say it. Yeah.